Good morning. It is nice to have everyone here for Humor, Grease, and Grace. Humor, Grief, and Grace with Jill and Deborah. Um, I'm waiting for Deb to come on with us so we can get our camera positions correct and we can have our Friday conversation about all things grief. I see her showing up. Let me see if I can get her to go live with us and get the sound right this time. I understand we had some problems with Deb is coming on right now. There you are. Can I hear you? Is there the you are on. Wait, let me turn this on a little bit. Can you hear me okay? Oops. So what my position looks like. I'm trying to find out now. How was your Friday? Um, pretty good so far. I mean, I'm still awake. I'm alert. Um, the garden's beautiful. Uh, not as good as your zucchini, but you know, we're a couple seasons, a couple months behind you. Oh my God, I'm so jealous of all those beautiful. When I say we're a couple months behind you in growing season, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, because we can't plant anything here till after the first frost, which is sometime late April, May, and then we have cold places. Yeah, so we're about a month or so behind you. You know, it's harder to hear you. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Much better. All right, I got the phone right up close. I'd Good. love to do this on my laptop, and I don't quite get, I'm, I'm working on it. You know, you it I looked this up and it was mostly just um from phones that you can do this you can't really do it from yeah yeah and I'm having problems with one part so I'm glad here you have to like adjust your screen now so that we see your whole head up or down um I don't see the top of your head I see your cleavage, but not the top of your head. Ooh, let's not do that. How about that? There. Perfect. Okay. All I can see yeah. are my glasses on the top of my nose. Got it. Sorry, folks. It yeah. takes a bit. <laughs> it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yes. So as we get started, I want to ask, wasn't there something that someone asked last week uh, that... Uh, from Georgia, was it? She asked a question about, we answered the question about long-term friends, and then this week, a, a long-term friend dropped me like a hot potato. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you just know. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. I transitioned through that grief pretty fast. Um, I'm going to, until we can remember that other question, um, I'm going to talk about a grief that, uh, one of my clients is having and it's very, and it's pretty common, especially I worked in long-term care. So I saw this a lot when a loved one would die and let's say the father or mother 
um, their new spouse that they've had for six months, and then that parent to whoever dies. Okay. And so the new step parent is now, you know, there's myriads of reasons why they would have grief. Okay. And how they act out on. So the step parent decides, no, I'm taking everything. And you, as the bio children, get nothing. 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 Have you seen this too, right? I have. I even had um, a moment in hospice where the um, one parent had decided they want to be buried next to their first spouse. It was written in every document. And that poor parent ended up in storage for about nine months while there were lawsuits filed on all sides about where the body would land. And I, the kids got locked out of the house. I've actually, this person has already been, you know, taking care of their body. And this has been going on for months. It's a certain kind of personality that does not give back or honor the bio children. And they usually have a history before them, but who knows that always about a spouse that you've had for six months. Right. So they, you know, even the lawyers are at a loss. So yeah. the question posed today was, do I keep fighting? Do I keep doing this? And so I, I looked at it from a bunch of different angles. And the first angle I had was, how is this affecting the rest of your relationships? Because she's sick all the time that she can't have any of her dad's stuff. Right. She can't, and she, and she doesn't have any money anymore to keep fighting in court. Yeah. And so after we went through some of this stuff, I mentioned Brene, not Brene Brown, uh, Byron Katie. And when you're stuck in grief, where you want to move along in grief, there's there's basically four questions. Is this thought true? Is this person, and I'm just going to use as an example, is this person really that mean? And the answer could be yes. And then how do you know it's true? Well, the court documents, the lawyers. Who would I be if I didn't keep fighting? And what would that look like, basically? Yeah. What does it mean? And and also something I am quick to say, if you cannot stop those thoughts and they're going, I, I know grief is grief. And sometimes for a little while, you need medicinal help. I'm not yes, saying to medicate every grief person. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in there are a quality of life. Say again? Yeah. There are times where medicine helps. There are times, or if you've been on medicine, and this is too big of an emotional uh, emotional uh, burden, and you go to your therapist, you talk to a support therapist, 
after a while, it's like, okay, how can we give your brain a little breathing room so you can feel some peace? Because, um, yes, it grief isn't just about you. Yeah. Yeah. And the person character. Uh, yeah. And I have seen this. I think the cruelest thing I ever saw was um, I'm trying to reframe it because it's a very particular case. Uh, the cruelest thing I ever saw was they were all mad. The, the sisters and uh, aunt were all so mad at this one daughter that had placed this person in a nursing home before and they didn't like the nursing home. And they accused her of so many different things. Right. That they did not put her name on the headstone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, yeah I had to cut that down a bunch. But people like are mean during grief. Out. Yeah. Say again. It's like when obituaries edit family members out. Yes. On and I mean, they did. Accidents, but sometimes it's purposeful. Oh, it's very purposeful. The when people are in grief, they just they can be really mean because they don't know what to do with those feelings and they never worked things out before the person died. They never were at peace with that person or whatever. So yeah. yeah, it's hard when that stuff comes up, and it's it's constant. I just we spent time with someone yesterday who had not a client, but who was watching a friend go through that too. And mm -hmm. there's a step parent who's just who wasn't kind during the dying process, and is definitely not kind or thoughtful, and it's costing them a lot of money. Right, right. Appears pure spite and. I don't know that it's their grief process, the step-parents grief process. I, it's the step-parents basic personhood. Yeah, what do you do with those people? And because they exist. I mean, there's no getting away from that. And and so I, I usually, when I'm talking to my my clients, I'm going, Here's a couple options. And if they've never been to a, a therapist or a psychologist or something, I'll send them there too. You know, I'll do what I can, but sometimes they need more than, you know, right. Deb, what am I supposed to do? Well, this is how it's affecting your family. You know, um, Jill, just for a second, I think I'm going to try to share. So if we get, I'm going to share it on my page in okay. case. Let's you see what happens. Okay. I'm going to try. And if we get disconnected, I'll be right back. All right. So I put share and I'm going to, I think you can still see this. And I'm going to say, tune in now. Tune yes. Oops, not time. Tune in now. 
And there you go. And I have to hit post. Eh, if I can't. Let's see. Write post. There you go. I got it online now, too. And share. Okay. And, and there you go. Got it. Who knew? How Who cool. Knew? We are. And I was also, I liked what you did. You took the, um, the uh, article that you wrote from, uh, that went into Greek Digest, uh -huh. right? And use that. I have an article that went into Greek Digest. So I think I'm going to post that on mine. How do I share it on, I'll just, I'll ask you some questions. On this one. So you could share it here too. It should be on a page you manage. Okay, great. I think I'm going to do that in this yeah, next week and stuff. Yeah, because we have a bunch of like filling in and doing on this on this thing. So that would be great. Yeah, I've um, got a few podcasts that are coming up right now. So I'm putting those up as they come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, look, Jill Johnson Young is watching. That's so That's exciting. Really right? <laughs> So, um, COVID grief and, and Black Lives Matter grief and all these things that are going on. I mean, and the COVID division. Right. Say again. And COVID is increasing in many areas. On the on, here in the West, we're it's. You I know, know. Thought it was going to go away when it got hot is absolutely not happening. It's getting hot and people are going where it's cool and that's congregating in groups. Right. And it, we have hospitals full and it's, yeah. And then people are angry because they want to be out and they're feeling boxed in. And the combination right. is not good around here. Hi, Amanda. That's no, a friend I'm of mine. Here. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, we're going to be, and there's restrictions. Our, one of our uh, cousins is dying and he lives in California. So Daryl and I are going to fly out and, um, you're coming our way. So, San Diego, actually. So, um, here's the deal. We got to find out if. Daryl has to ask his boss because even though there's state rules, Illinois to California, California to, while you don't have a quarantine, his boss, because he works in healthcare, my husband, oh, he's yeah. a courier. He's a courier for health stuff. And so what happens is he, he's got to find out if he has to quarantine when we come back. We're just going for a few days. Yeah. And we're on so, mandatory masks here now. So bring your mask supply. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In I fact, know you would travel. You know, say again. I know you'd wear a mask anyway, but we are mandatory over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get some face shields for uh traveling. And um you know, there's sort of I I just want to talk. It's like oh man, I miss the good old days of just crowded seats and babies crying and you know it's 
I miss that. I mean, people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I saw my father-in-law who's um, going to be 89 this year on Sunday of last week. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen my own mom now. So I'll see her tomorrow. Oh, and then good. I will, I'll see him Sunday and then I won't see her again till the Saturday. Cause I, they're both frail elderly. Right. And it's just so hard to, um, I, I, we have branched out and, and I know other people that are doing this, that are branching out to make it a little more comfortable, um, by, uh, only being with certain people now because they know how they quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Like we babysat our grandkids yesterday and um, both the kids for maybe a, just a couple minutes just sat on the couch snuggling next to me and then moved away. And, um, you know, it, it was really, really nice. So I haven't been to mine since March. <gasps> Oh, oh, because my daughter, weird. my daughter works in a locked psych unit and that's why all the homeless mentally ill. So she's constantly exposed and then she goes home to them. Now she's careful with them and she's careful at work, but I can't have that come no. home for me to go to my mom next door. Right. So she's right by a few times and we've waved and they're going to have a small birthday party for one of the kids in our pool, but we're going to stay in the house. You know, we'll set things up and then I'll bleach the counters and then I will exit to the side because I want them to have their fun. I just can't, I don't want to expose them and I don't want to expose me. And I'm not Especially, paranoid. I feel very strongly that this is the only way to keep everyone safe. Absolutely. And, you know, it's still weird while some places try to make you have masks, other people don't want to wear them. And then what do you do? Like, do you become mask bouncers? I mean, what, I, what when we would, when we stopped making masks mandatory for about two weeks here, several stores around here, grocery stores stopped insisting on them and I had to stop shopping there. So, I'm staying only right. with the stores that are going to maintain the mask requirement. I just can't, and, I can't expose myself. And I just want to say here, as restaurants started opening up, one of them that I was almost considering outside seating, and they only had outside seating still, someone tested positive, so then they had a close. I mean, one of their workers. And I'm like, so I don't know when I'll feel safe going to a restaurant again. You know, it, it's just, and yes, I grieve going out. I could go 90 miles to Indiana and uh, go sit in a restaurant. But I'm not, I mean, this week I could go now into 50% and I'm like, Look at I can overeat here as much as any restaurant. And so seriously. So
So, you know, and people here were driving to Arizona to do that, and now Arizona is in the worst shape of any state anywhere, as far as I can tell. Right. We had no business. I wasn't part of it, but a lot of people did. I can stay right. home and cook some tea. That's right. Oh my God. And I hope you're freezing it too. Shred it. I'm, I'm told to spiralize it and let it dry, um, dry out overnight and then stick it in the freezer so I could have spiraled zucchini noodles for later. Oh, so I'm sorry. I love zucchini, but I, uh, what I do is, um, you can blanch it if you want and then just stick it in a baggie and roll it up and throw it in there and you'll have it for six months. It's, it's probably okay. good that long. Yeah. Or shred it, get the water out, roll it up. Route that's the problem. Yeah. 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 Get the water as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. And then I do that with herbs too. I'll wash them if they look a little funky from my garden, but I just throw them in a baggie, roll the air out. I don't do anything else to them. So, yeah. hi, we Brian. The gardening and the being part of that stuff while we're at home and not able to interact. So we've actually got um, a lower garden that's got raised beds, and that's where all my zooks are. And I've got corn that's actually, I can feel the corn in the, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. exciting. And I've yeah. got three kinds of tomatoes coming up. But um, we actually then built some tables and we've got a hydroponics garden on our upper patio. And now we've got this little tub that's hydroponic and it you put the the, the um, seeds in a growing medium, stick those in the little tub, and then it waters it from underneath. Right. And in about four days they seed or they they they, they spout and then they're going into their big containers this weekend. So we're going to have 24 different kinds of vegetables growing. So that's exciting. You know, it's very exciting. And I I, I sort of want to circle back to like uh, grief a little bit about this, that if you think of grief as a type of energy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it is. As you take that, then you can use it for something else. And some days you can harness that energy and some days you cannot. So there's sort of like this like collective grief that's going on where people are, um, someone wrote about it on Facebook today, how she she basically had lost everything, including a job, including her website, including this, including that, and found out she was pregnant, and her husband found out he lost his job. So there were all these things. That was at the beginning of March, and now she has a healthy, uh, viable baby inside. She's got that. She's got a great new um, Etsy thing. Her husband has a good job. She's looking. So it's like, if you can, and this is sort of a little odd, but I want to say if you sort of can clean up grief to be more focused. I mean, do you agree with that statement? More focused. I, you finish up what's, what's there. And for her, that was, I've got to let go of the old job and he's got to let go of his expectations and then refocus the energy on the new baby that 
you know, clearly needs to be protected and taken care of during the developmental stages. And then you can really take that energy you were going to put into those pieces and put them into something else. And boy, Etsy is a great place to do it because you're doing stuff with your hands and you're interacting with people and taking orders and being part of, you're reconnecting, but in this ethereal way we're connecting now. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. a number of people doing that and really getting a lot out of it. Exactly. And I hope for our listeners um, for later, because they can watch this later too, that they can look at what they're grieving and almost in that, uh, um, what did I mention, Byron Katie way, you can ask, okay, what part of my grief is really happening and what part isn't? And what part can I manage thing about right now? What can I do about my grief? What's in my control? How do I recreate? How do I recreate? Well said. And I really, you know, people I work with, I, you know, I usually ask them that in one way or another, or maybe in about five different ways. But then like today I said, okay, Here's what I want you to pay attention and possibly do you need a change in medication? And that is okay. So you've done all these. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's grief in itself. Say again, bring in your team. You've got people out there. You're feeling yes. isolated. You're, you've had losses because of COVID from a variety of ways. It may be that mental health is suffering. It may be that someone you love has died and you couldn't do the traditional kinds of activities we do to grieve those things. It may be that you've just, you've, you're home and you're at loose ends and you're grieving the life that you had out there. What can you recreate? And how do you put the energy into something positive? And how do you come to terms with the fact that this is what it is? We, there's there's no changing that this is what it is. Absolutely. And another part and which is really specific to this one woman, I one of one of my clients, that in fact this is coming up to the one year anniversary. So if you think about it, you had the all the losses with however you feel about COVID, all the losses on a national and international scale of, you know, uh, the death of Harold Floyd and then blah, 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 George Floyd, sorry, and then all this stuff. And then on top of that, how do you, I have so many griefs, I don't know, how do I honor my parents? And, you know, in Jewish custom, you would light a candle you could do a prayer. You can't even have an unveiling, which usually happens at about 11 months. You can't even have that. Oh my God, how overwhelming it must feel to have all those. Yeah, I've I've got, um, we've had a lot of losses just in the extended groups in our family and friends group. We've, I've got one friend who's, actually several of my girlfriend's groups have lost parents in this last few months. And one is trying to get her mom to join in to doing some grief work, but she can't go anywhere. 
and being online is kind of intimidating. So she's scrambling for resources that will meet the needs of someone who is at home and has just lost a husband of 60 years and who doesn't want to reach out to other people because that's, that's almost, that's too much, but how do you access those things? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, again, yeah. she's, she's coming to terms with the fact that her husband's not there way more than most people do normally, because normally when you've lost a spouse, you can go out during the day. You can have a little distraction. You can have a little interaction. And she and she lives in a senior community where everyone has to stay their distance. Oh, oh. it's everyone like triple whammy, triple whammy, right. triple whammy. Now she's got her own home and it's a beautiful area and it's by the beach, but she's still living alone and still waking up alone. All the things that happen when you are a new widow and she can't interact and she doesn't she doesn't like the intensity of a screen, which is really not unusual for some folks. Right. Yeah. Right. And we've that... got other friends who have just had devastating medical diagnoses. And they're going to have to cope with those without the usual support systems coming to their house and doing the things and all the hugs. They're going to go to the hospital for major treatments without anybody there with them. How do you work through that? And part of what I've said is how do you put a sense of humor in there? So I'm shopping for the funniest cards I can possibly find and shipping them to anybody who needs them because they need that smile when the mail gets there. You know, it. you, you have, uh -oh, you um, oh, there I am. So yeah. when you smile, it actually does something to your brain chemistry. I don't have to go into this here, but that helps. Every yes. smile helps. You know, Mother Teresa says, peace begins with a smile. And I'm sure she didn't know the brain chemistry that went along with that. Um, what we did for Father's Day, you know, this whole COVID time, everybody's having a uh, happy pandemic birthdays and you can't really have parties or go out to eat. So I've been making big signs. So for Father's Day, there is a person on our street that um, there you go, um, metastasized to their brain and um, so I made a big Father's Day card and I snuck over early and I said, you are a great dad. They've adopted foster kids. They've had tons of foster kids all, you know, the 20 years we've lived here, 26 years we've lived here. And in the very end, I said, love your nosy neighbors that are always watching you and seeing the good you do, you know. And it was huge. It was a huge sign. And she brought it over to the hospital. And then he got to come home and he yelled across the street, thank you. You know, <laughs> so that's like, not only did he smile, not only did the family smile when they saw it, not only did he smile, which made them smile. And then he smiled again when he thanked us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just so great. That's how, that's how it works. And so, it's, you know, 
people are a little afraid right now because things are so intense to say just how tough things are for them. Yes. Or to reach out and put that white flag up and say, help, you know, just, I need a little emotional support. So I'm trying really hard to listen in the conversations I'm having with, even with casual friends. Is there something, there's something back there that needs a recognition. Right. And how do I recognize it and still maybe lighten it up in an appropriate way? Because they, they, they need to know that people are hearing them mm-hmm. because they would normally be out talking to people and you get it from the body language and you'd be able to sit with them. And, and that's, that's not where we are right now. So I think if we right. can all be a lot more cognizant of who's, who's really struggling and what they're not saying and how do we reach out to meet that need without overdoing ourselves because we have to take care of us too. I know. You know, one thing I'd like to recommend to our listening audience is follow that still small voice. If you have an inkling to call somebody, if you can't call them right then because of whatever, write it down and say, call this person in a couple hours. Yep. And just do it. And you don't have to, like, be prepared for a whole bunch. You just say, I was thinking of you. Oh, really? What made you think of me? I don't know. But I decided to call you anyway. You don't have to give a whole big, long blah, blah, and just say, what's going on? Look at if the person doesn't want to talk, it'll be pretty clear. They'll be like, okay, I got to go now. (laughs) I have one person like that. They're just real blunt. And I'm, or they might say, you know, I'm not up for talking today. Then the follow-up would be, can I call you later? Can I call you next week? And then and make sure you follow up. Oh, I absolutely. Make, they may be waiting for that call to see if you really mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I pushing too hard or do you really mean you're going to follow up? You know, we had a lot of comments of when you brought up the comfort food things from childhood, talking about with grief and COVID. And I'm thinking if you know so that another way with that would be, you know, someone who's struggling and you have the ability to drop something off. Some of those comfort things Mm -hmm. would really be a nice touch. Um. One of my friends, I don't know if she calls it her glitter angels or what, but they drop stuff off at their at her door where she right. makes these little baskets and just drops them off. Isn't right. that cool? My, my late wife used to do that. We had a good friend at church who was diagnosed with breast cancer years ago, and she'd had breast cancer before. She so remember what that was like, um, and there had just been a divorce, so she was very much alone. And so every morning when she got off work, because she worked the night shift as a nurse, she'd go by the grocery store, get the freshest flowers, and just leave them on the front porch. She never left a card. She just left them. But every every week, maybe twice a week, there was just a little bouquet of flowers sitting there just to say, someone's thinking about you. And, and yeah. you your day-to-day. Yeah, exactly. Those are the kinds of things that are important. Bring some light to the day. Bring some light to the day. And if it puts a smile on someone's face, yay, you have now 
like I was talking about the neighbor. It's not just them. It's people who see you do the deed. It's the people that, like I was even smiling when you were telling the story. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving and you smile. And, and you I'm just sure it meant a lot to the, to the extended family of your neighbor knowing someone had reached out to him. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why I'm saying that one little act of kindness, no matter what someone's political views are, you do it. And you don't know if people are angrier because they're grieving more or they're grieving because everybody's angry. You just don't know. And besides, someone asked me, if we could just, if uh, I said, is there anything else I could do for you? She goes, if you could just make COVID go away. I said, honey, that's above my pay grade. So magic wand, not in action at this no, moment. No, my, my, my magic wand is not working like that. So I, if anybody could, it would be you. <laughs> Good wand bread yeah. Milk. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to say that. Or as I told my grandkids yesterday, they said, well, Bubby, you could do that. I said, you know, I'm good. I'm not that good. Right. There is that not moment. That, there is. I know I don't put limitations on myself, but I also know eh, put the energy in or not. <laughs> Well, I think it's just about time we we finally we got on a little late and we're hanging up here right now and this and has we'll been great. Trying to reach out to people and remind them that we're on this channel now. So they can yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll put on that because I have a twenty-year-old right. my stuff so that because I don't do it that well. She, you need a youngster. I know. I am so jealous. <laughs> Yeah, tell All someone right. that you need it and someone find someone for you. Right. right. Okay, universe, I'm ready. Up there. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. 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 Have a really good week. We will see everybody back here Friday of next week. Let me just put out there, happy birthday to my kiddo, Chloe. She's got a birthday tomorrow and I won't see her, but happy birthday, kiddo. Yeah. So, and happy birthday, Chloe. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Jill. Bye, Deb. <laughs>